When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome, everybody. This would be the Jeff Cameron Show right here on 93.3 Real Talk Radio and War Chant TV on a Libations Friday. Loosey-goosey edition of the program. I'm Jeff. That's Tom. There's Director Matthew. Thanks to all of you who listen, watch to both if you're watching on War Chant TV. Do not forget to like and subscribe, share, ring the bell, celebrate the greatness of of Warchant TV. It helps others find the show. What a series we've got this weekend. What an awesome way to kind of round out the year here. Now, remember, last year, Florida State told Miami to go to hell. If you recall, it was uh, Florida State 4, as in games. Miami, none. Take your ass kicking. That's what you did last year, Miami. Took an ass kicking. Repeatedly. Repeatedly. And we'd hope to think that it happens yet again. Let's extend the ass kickingness on into the weekend. And you start it tonight with a matchup that should be incredible. Parker Messick goes for the Knowles. He's been great. 6-2, and 2-5-6. You know that. You've seen Parker Messick all year long. Carson Palmquist is a really good pitcher for Miami as well, seven and three, two nine five. This is where you get it on. This is what I, I yes. I have been anxiously awaiting this series. Uh, more, we'll get into it. But I'm just, I'm a little pumped today. I'm excited about a big time rivalry series with a lot on the line, and uh, the vitriol. It's real. They hate us. We hate them with a passion. Stick them in your mouth and suck them. Indeed. Indeed. That level of ownership a year ago. Woo! That was a special day in the sun. Stick them in your mouth and suck them. When you think about it, it's kind of uh, one of the reasons that, you know, listen, I, I think there is uh, competing groups surrounding Florida State baseball at all times. But one of the things, certainly, that keeps uh, frustrated fans at bay is, uh, is going 4-0 against Miami which is what uh, Mike Martin Jr. and Florida State did a year ago. So we, we shall see. Uh, I expect this series to be very, very good, uh, as, as everybody would. Uh, Florida State is 30-17, and 13-11 and 11 in the ACC. Miami's ranked in the top 10. Depends on the poll you want to look at to choose the number. They're 36-12, and 17-7 in the ACC. It's a big series. It's a big series, and uh, I would hope that, and I, I, I suspect, that that atmosphere, if we don't get rained out 
tonight will be uh, phenomenal. Uh, I know that uh, Miami comes into this in the RPI uh, at six. And, uh, you know, again, the, the amount of um, the percentage points separating where Florida State sits at 17 in the RPI and moving into the top 12 uh, or eight, it's not much. Uh, a series sweep this weekend, and that's a lofty goal. I'll take two out of three. Uh, but but a series sweep this weekend, I think, vaults Florida State to be where they need to be. I mean, I, I think we would feel really good about uh, what we're looking at in the postseason. Yeah, they'd be in the single digits in the RPI mm-hmm. if you get a sweep. If you take two out of three, you're probably in the top dozen. Oh, yeah. I would say that's a separator there. And then again, you've got Gainesville on Tuesday for the Gators, and their RPI is robust. And you've also got 13th. North Carolina, who's top 30 as of midweek. I don't know if that changed last night or something, but North Carolina. 29th. There it is. Yeah. So tons of opportunities here to bolster the resume. That is seven critical games. Win four of them. I mean, you can get greedy and win five, but if you win at least four of those, you should be in prime position to host a regional heading into the ACC baseball tournament. And that's all you can ask for at this point. <laughs> just just now checked in on the chat just to say hello to everybody. And uh, I didn't. <laughs> Jimmy writes, love your show, Jeff. Thanks, Jimmy. I heard a rumor that Destin Hill will be enrolling this summer at FSU. That'd be huge. Go Noles. Jimmy, that's, that'd be great, buddy. Uh, that'd be great. I, I don't know. I mean. They continue to say whether or not they believe it. Believe you, you, you can only know if it's, if it's yourself. But they continue to say over there at the football offices that indeed Destin Hill will arrive and enroll and take up a scholarship as of this summer. We get questions on it every day across all formats of Warchant.com and Warchant TV. That's what they keep saying. So maybe it's true. I don't know if they believe it. I know we don't believe it, but he might actually be here. You never know. Like a libations Friday celebration, an embracement of the unicorn that is Destin Hill. Wow, what a way to start the day, man. What if he's actually good, too? You know, that's the other. <laughs> it's, like, it's great. He's here. Is he actually good? You never know. It's been a long time since he played football. You know, you see guys these days, they, they keep themselves together, Tom. So, you know, 32, 33 years old coming in here, playing a little football, he should be fine. He should be all right. I'm sure he's kept himself tip-top. Maybe he's taking it to Orange Theory, working out on his own. Yeah, for the kids out there, it'll be like the end of the that Avengers series. You know, Captain America comes back, job's done, but he's old. You're like, what the hell? What are you doing Is that here? How that went? I didn't see. Yeah. I saw. I saw one Avengers uh, thingy uh, where they were all in it. Everybody was in it. Yeah, I, I don't think you like care. Black Panthers in it. You don't care about the. That's the Avengers. Yeah, they're all together. So you wouldn't care about a spoiler, right? Oh, I, I, mean, I don't yeah, care about anything yeah. about any of that stuff. What I'm saying is, really quickly, I want you to identify the one I saw. <laughs> all right. So uh, I might not even be able to. They're I might all need the to same movie. Phone of Matthew here, but uh, they were all in it. I remember that, and there's a big fight scene. With the bad guys, and 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 it was like I think at an airport, perhaps somebody turned on them that they thought was good. Uh, I believe it was William Hurt who just recently died. Oh, okay, the actor. Yeah, I think he turned out to be a bad guy. They thought he was a good guy. And there's this Robert Downey Jr. Uh, scene with him where they're they're having that could be Civil War. I, I, I think that's the one I saw. I've actually not seen Civil War, so <laughs> that's a guess based upon like the trailers. People are saying, that's hilarious. I gave you the most nondescript. (laughs) I gave you the most nondescript plot line, which is the plot line for every one of those. And they're like, people are like, that's Civil War. Yeah. Or any of the other Avenger movies. (laughs) 
Okay, but you've seen the first Captain America where he ends up, you know, waking up fifty years later, however long it wasn't was. It, wasn't it? Wasn't it? Hundred years later. Does it start with him in like World War One or two? Yeah, on yeah. a boat. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think I did. Yeah, see he's that scrawny one. and then he gets big. That's what I'm saying. That that's what the uh, I think I did see that one. That's what the Bama table of Florida State needs to look like. We get mm-hmm. a bunch of dudes like that. Like maybe our, one of our centers goes in like that pipsqueak looking Captain America, then comes out fully roided up. That's what we need. We've been so, saying this for so long, man. So he had a love interest in that movie, and he basically was in whatever it was, like a glacier. He's frozen over. So she died, and he never got to be with her. Well, in the final scene. He comes back as an old man. Like, he goes at 35 years old, whatever Captain America is. He dies. They see him come back, and he's 80. They're like, what the hell? Captain, what did you do? He stayed in the past. But he's still young, though, when he comes back. And now she's old. No, he comes back. This is the last scene. This is a movie you haven't seen. So here's the total (laughs) punchline. At the end, he goes back in time to fix whatever he needs to do, and he just stays there because his love interest is there waiting on him. So the payoff oh, is like okay. seven movies long, mm-hmm. and then there it is, mm-hmm. happy ending, everybody weeps, I and see. roll credits. So we had to go through seven movies for this? It was all about Captain America the whole time. What's the one where the guy snaps his fingers and everybody dies? That's the one before the final one. That's, no, but uh, is that the same thing? Is that, is yeah, that Thanos? Avengers. Is that That's, Thanos? Uh, yeah. I have his name right? That's Josh Brolin. I think that's Thanos. Yeah, Thanos is Josh Brolin. Yeah. Josh Brolin. Sometimes is I get it. I get it confused with Darkseid. You know, from DC. I don't know. Okay. I, uh, <laughs> but Thanos is is. Uh, yeah, it's Thanos. Yeah, yeah, but that. But Josh Brolin from No Country Which, for that, Old Men. Those memes are always great too. The Thanos the memes. Thanos memes. Those, those are more useful than the movies. Yeah. Man, every now and then you really get to you, you get to immerse yourself in what what it is we just love about sport you know we talk sports every day here and we meander especially uh in in you know this time of year but but infinity war what is infinity war that's the one you're talking about yeah oh there was something else i didn't know oh i mean these are all movies i never saw infinity war it's like six hours long isn't it they all are they're like two two forty five three hours yeah so what was the point when Thanos snaps his fingers and everybody dies? Yeah. Half half the universe dies. It's the Great Purge. It, we're too crowded. Actually, you'd like Thanos. You'd get down with Thanos kind of genocide. You know, I, yeah, well, <laughs> I'm not down with genocide, <laughs> but there is a, a universal fight for resources. Right. Yes, you, I agree. You always talk yeah. about we're too crowded. Well, Thanos yes. is like, the universe is way too crowded. I've tried. Are the only way really to work is books on just, this subject, by the way. But yeah, we got to wipe out half of them. We'll let fate decide. Here we go. So fate's deciding. He's not I'm deciding. Assu- I think it's fate. I don't know. Fate can't decide. So he's just like, yeah. And, Once and, he gets all the stones, he's like, people, I can pull off this People feet. go dusty. Yeah, yeah. I don't feel so good. Gone. Think about the people Dead. who were invested emotionally into the nerddom that is what oh. we're talking about. Can you imagine the so, weepy-eyed nerds in the theater when all of a sudden uh, – Troy, or I don't know who. Well, I, Spider-Man I was one of the ones. Oh, like, oh I don't feel so Spider-Man, good. Then, when ah, he disappears. Yeah. So my uh, brother-in-law took my nieces and nephews, not his children, his nieces and nephews. He took them to see that movie, and that was the end. And they were young enough where they're just, I mean, bawling. They're just, I mean, distraught. And he goes, what have I done? I picked the wrong this I whole laughed. series. I would have None laughed. of these movies end like this, yeah. except the one he took the You're kids to. You're all dead. Then the herd is right, life spectator. Then the herd. You I know, I think we could tint you in a post prod and make you purple. And, and I could be Thanos. You could be the Thanos. <laughs> yeah. 
with a tight end room. The first one that would be dead would be Urban Meyer. I just like that. He just dust. Oh, I was talking about a horrible uh, human. I was being. talking about processing, not not actually. <laughs> I'm yeah, talking was, about killing people. Just yeah, like, yeah, you were. Get up out of I'm here. talking about like the tight end room for transfers or something. <laughs> well, yeah. I, so if I do the, if I have the magic crystals, then I put them all Sir, together. The stones. Sorry. So I put all the stones together, not the magic crystals, and I've got the purple one and the yellow one and the blue and the green one, and we put them all together, and then now I've got the magic powers. It's not to kill anybody. I could just exile you into the universe. I could just. Whoosh, or, in this case, I could go to the tight end room and be like, five of you are going to Troy. And that's how that would be. And you'll kick ass. Yeah, well, you'll do well I, I in Troy. I don't know about that. I, I think they're marginal at Troy. But I'd be like, um, you're... I'm, I'm trying to make a happy ending You're here. going to UAB. There you go. Where you'll sit the bench behind better tight ends. No, they'll kick ass. That's where you're going. I'm sitting you down to, hmm, FAU. I'm telling you. There you, you go. Your pup never passed away. He's just on a farm somewhere where they found a great home for him. <laughs> oh, my goodness gracious. All right. We're off to a good start. I'm excited about the series. Last night, we immersed ourselves in what makes sport great, not because we won the Lightning in overtime to force a Game 7, shifting the weight of the world on the backs of those players that donned the Toronto Maple Leaf uniforms and the hopes of Canada. I understand that that is... The byproduct of a victory in that game six that, uh, frankly, I didn't think it looked like we were going to win at one point. But nonetheless, there is the when you think you're, you're jaded and you've seen it all and you're just kind of along for the ride observing as opposed to investing. You have a game like that. It could be any sport. Like People don't have to like hockey to relate to what I'm saying here. But whatever your favorite team is, whomever they are, when you – when you've kind of grown to accept your fate only to see them snatch victory from the jaws of defeat, the emotional reinvestment that, that occurs in that moment reminds you of how much you love sports and that it's not scripted. You, you, they, pe- individuals can make a difference. It can change like that. One guy can make a play. It can happen. And it's funny because... I am jaded enough and old enough to oftentimes just be like, all right, well, you know, we won back-to-back. So last night, oh, Bryce, everybody was doing that, the second intermission. You know, any Lightning fans, like, well, it's been a run. We'll see what happens. But how but- could you not? Jesus, that right, last right. five minutes of that quarter was period was ridiculous. It's just listless ass, not trying. I mean, all kinds of stuff. They're dead-legged. I'd, be, I'd actually be surprised if they won tomorrow. I'd be shocked if they won tomorrow, yeah. but they could. So the point would be that – I'm watching, and Bryce walks out. He loves the Lightning, and so does Clark. My family loved the Tampa Bay Lightning. And one of the reasons is not just because we're from there and root for the Lightning and all things Tampa, but I have said this many times over, and I I do it not to draw sympathy but to commend the organization for what a wonderful organization they are. And they are in that community. They they are everything that is right. They have the best owner in sport, you could argue, okay? So the point would be, when, when, when Clark was sick many moons ago now, and he's fine, they did so many nice things for us. Didn't have to. They just did. They were awesome. And my kids have never forgotten that, ever. And we go down to Tampa Games, and, uh, have, you know, and Adam Laws is a member of that organization. I can't say enough great things about that young man. And, and well, he's a grown-ass man, but I call him a young man because he's quite, quite a bit younger than me. I guess he's your age. Um, so the point would be that 
Like, they have been so kind. So there is an emotional investment in them more than there is sure. in most of my professional teams, right? Because I see it through Clark's eyes and through Bryce's eyes. So Bryce comes out last night. The game's late. Clark's asleep. He cares. He didn't care that much. It's a school night. But I let Bryce, he's at the age, I let him stay up. And I remember when I was 14, 13, wanting to stay up to watch Monday Night Football or whatever it was, especially if my team's on, uh, and, and saying to you know my stepdad or my dad if I was at his house, can we watch this game together? Can I stay up for the second half? Can I, whatever it is, right? Sometimes yes, sometimes no. But you remember that feeling of how cool it oh, was yeah. when there was a yes? When I was a kid, Monday Night Football was at 9 p.m. for a short window of time. It was crazy. So my parents would let me stay up for the first quarter. And it was like, if I got the second quarter, it was a dream come true. Yeah, but you're just so pumped. There was a period in the 90s where it, I think it was, if it wasn't 9 o'clock, it was like 8.45. It was something crazy on the yeah, East Coast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and so what's funny is uh, last night he comes out and we're watching the third period together. And he says, um, basically, hey, look, uh, can I, I, if, do you think they're going to win here? And I was like, eh, no, but let's watch and see what happens. And then we get the five on three with the two high sticking. One of those was complete nonsense, but anyhow. Uh, but point is, we score, tie it up. So the third period ends, and he's like, and he just looks at me. Because he knows it's well past his bedtime. Right, right. I'm like, all right, man. I'm not going to make you go to bed for overtime. It's overtime. Right. It's an elimination game, it's too. Elimination game one or game yeah, two, maybe. go to bed. I'll yeah, tell you who won yeah, in the morning. Yeah. Yeah, but it's an elimination game, and he's been along for the ride for the back-to-back Stanley Cup wins, and he's invested, and he's like, "I come on. I was like, all right, all right, you can stay up with me. Come on, Dad. So it's just he and I last night watching that. Christy's in bed. Clark's in bed. It's just me and my firstborn. And there we are watching it, and he's he's like, we got this. We got this. And I'm like, what? Yep. No. no. Um, especially the first five minutes of overtime. I'm like, are you watching the same overtime I'm watching? They've got countless chances. And if it's not for Vasilevsky right now deciding to play like Vasilevsky finally, uh, then we, we would be out of this. This game would be over if he's not standing on his head right now. No, no. He won't give up a goal. Dad, it's Vasilevsky. He's not going to give up a goal. I'm like, have you watched this series? He hasn't been great. So we're going back and forth, back and forth. And... He's sure we're going to win. I'm fairly certain we're going to lose. I mean, the longer it goes on, I'm like, man, we're dead-legged. They're hungrier. There was basically a line and a half that was playing well. So the other two and a half are Toronto. Oh, a, so yeah. out of every four hockey minutes, maybe a minute and a half, you have a chance to win, well, which it, is not good. Not good, no. And you could just watch the ebbs and flows and know which line is in. You wouldn't even have to see the names. You'd be like, mm-hmm, this is in our zone for the entirety of this position. You know, like, oh, yeah. yeah. There was a shift with the fourth liners and Cal Foot on defense out there. I'm going, oh. <laughs> These 30 seconds are critical. These are a critical 30 yeah, seconds. Yeah, you're holding your breath. So then anyhow, point scores uh, on the on the rebound, and uh, and and I'm like, you know, we're both celebrating. I'm like, off to bed. Woo! We're both happy. And he's like, you didn't think we were going to win. I saw it in your eyes. You never thought we were going to win. I'm like, that's all the more reason I'm excited. They surprised me. There it is. And he's like, I knew we were going to win. That's just the payoff for what I knew was going to happen. It's like, okay, son. You're not you haven't been around long enough to be hurt. You, you you've watched the Bucks win the Super Bowl early in your life and also you've just seen them go into the playoffs and win in the division. Like the first game you ever went to, Tom Brady leads the game winning drive. That's for, you know, I mean you got to be kidding me, it's right? It's a different existence. Yeah, it's a yeah. very different I had existence. Michael Houston and Eric Rett. Right? Yeah. Yes, you saw ass, just pure ass. So, it's like it's spring break or something. <laughs> My 
My son knows nothing but winning. The thing he doesn't know is that Florida State is really better than we've shown for a long time. Like, he has vague memories of them not being good, then suddenly being good, barely. Like, he can barely. And and then we've sucked ever since. It's like he's like, "Eh, Dad, we're pretty much always bad. Why why do you get so mad when we lose? He said that to me last year after a loss. I, I, I was particularly frustrated. I don't remember which game it was. He's like, why do you still get mad? We lose all the time. I was like, you, you shut your mouth. Yeah, well, if you take it from about 2001 and now, he's he's got a point. Well, he's, yeah. There's an outlier, and the outlier isn't losing. No. It's it's correct. I know. But it, it hurts. The truth hurts like that. Just rubbing it in. Come on, man. Don't say those things. Don't say those things. But it's awesome to have the kind of innocence to sit down and watch that and think, oh, we're going to win. You're right, though. You recreate the butterflies in a way. Because when you're chasing history, like, for example, the 2014 team, that was a fun FSU football team in that they kept defying the experts and our own selves in the first half of many of these games where I'm off them, finally. You know what? They're going to get bit tonight. And it's like, no, no, no. For three months, the answer was no. And it started from the word go. It was the Oklahoma State game. It looked like a coronation in the first quarter of that football game, and then by the time you're in the middle of the third quarter, you're going, wait a minute. So this was supposed to be one big happy family celebrating. We're all going to infight now before this thing's over? And that was that whole season. It's not as fun to chase history as it is to win that first time. But in a way, it's almost like the lightning died and rose again like the phoenix. (laughs) From the ashes. That's right. There they were. That second intermission, you're like, oh, that's it. You know what? They blew another two to nothing lead. Oh, well. They do. They're tired, dead legs, played a lot of hockey. (gasps) There's a game seven. I'm going to answer this question and we got to go to break, but it's Libations Friday and it's loosey goosey. Uh, Scott wants to know, and he says, good afternoon, guys. I'm rooting for the lightning, but I have one question. Why are we not talking about the girls' softball team that's playing amazing? Because they always play amazing. I have no interest in the ACC tournament that they're going to win. So I had that on TV, too, last night. you got to have something because there's a lot of stoppages in hockey and the intermissions. One thing I found interesting was it's like the second or third inning, and they strike out Edenfield to end the threats. Runner on second. Yeah. And the catcher spikes the softball into the ground like it's Gronk in the Super Bowl, runs out to the pitcher. Like, the ball game is over. It's no score. It's it's um, Frank Beamer. Oh, hands in the sky. There's no score. I'm thinking, what in the world? And that's when I knew that an ass-kicking was coming. Well, Even though it, got, it, got, it got dicey yeah, in the seventh yeah, inning. Yeah, yeah. It got dicey. But that wasn't uh, our starting pitcher's fault who came back in. But I found that, really? So is that where we are? That just striking out a batter with a runner on second yes. and two outs? we are that kind of juggernaut, Tom. For other teams, yes. is spike the softball into the ground and chuck your helmet into the ground. We're not quite okay. Oklahoma, but we're close. They're tired of us. The ACC is about damn tired of Florida State softball just steady delivering ass-kicking after ass-kicking. Imagine how just loathsome it would be if this were Miami doing this to everybody and we were the ones on the other end going, these guys, good God, again? Every year, they're loaded. All they do, just ass-kicking after ass-kicking. I'm tired of it. You know, I mean, that would that would be how you felt at some point. And I do, I'd notice it with the other teams. They're, they're exactly like what you just described. Elated to have achieved something of um, measure, however minuscule, and out. We got one! Right, yeah. <laughs> you should have seen it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV.
Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back guaranteed because with ebay motors you're burning rubber not cash with all the parts you need at the prices you want it's easy to make your car the mvp and bring home huge wins keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. You know, we do this a lot. It happens every year when the schedules come out. You kind of, the NFL schedules, that is. You, you kind of you gloss over and you decide for yourself who you think has the toughest schedule. Invariably, that some teams that you expected who were on the schedule to be very difficult fall off a cliff, turn out to be an easy win. Others that you thought would be a surefire victory turn out to be the surprise of the season, win 10 games, and make the playoffs after having won just five the previous year. So it's hard to rank from top to bottom who it was that had the worst luck regarding schedules. But I think, objectively speaking, are they out to just screw the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? Good God. That schedule's brutal. Look at the first four weeks. That's interesting. I didn't take that away. Well, the win percentages from a year ago do. Um, the Bucks are top five hardest schedule in the league, and just about everybody's. That's true. That was always going to happen, though. Yeah. Well, if you go through and 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 look at the schedule the way it lays out, I I mean. Any time that you have to play Kansas City, you have to play Dallas, you have to play the Rams, you have to play Baltimore. Yeah, I mean we can go on and on. This is it's pretty ruthless. I think they did us a favor though down the stretch. Like you got. You, let me just really quickly. Sorry, right. I, I it's my fault. But let me just do this for everybody. On the schedule for the Bucks: Rams, Bengals, Packers, Chiefs, Seahawks, Ravens, Cardinals, Forty Niners, Steelers. Cowboys, uh, I mean, that, that if I just stop there, that's insane. Now, you're going to have your division, so of course you're going to end up having the Saints, which we don't beat in the regular season period. Yes, you get easy wins against the Falcons and Carolina, but that's the only respite. Yeah, I saw that um, it looked like Kansas City was the, the group that got the most screwed. The first seven or eight weeks. The Rams and Kansas City. Yeah, Kansas City plays all – it's either the first seven games or eight games, whatever it is. Every team is over 500 from last year, and every team has a quarterback. Because that's the thing where you, you look at it. You just straight is, quarterbacks. Yeah. yeah, that's where looking at the schedule is actually better if you're trying to project. Is it a problematic quarterback situation? Yes or no? Because that's more predictive than they've got a good team. You never know. 
There could be a segment group that was awesome last year that's going to be terrible well, this that's year. That's why I say. Like, but if it's Rodgers, it's Rodgers. Okay, you know? so if I tell you that you're going to go at Cowboys, at Saints, Packers, Chiefs to start the year, that's ruthless. You're just looking to go two and two there, and you're off and running. Yeah. Two and two. I mean, that's four weeks of what the hell are we doing here? Uh, then you get the Falcons, then you're at the Steelers, uh, at the Panthers, then you're home to the Ravens on a Thursday night, I believe it is. Yeah. Um, then you got the Rams, uh, then the Seahawks, then you're at the Browns in November after the bye week, home on Monday Night Football to the Saints, then you're at the 49ers, home to the Bengals, again, team that just played in the Super Bowl. And if I'm answering your quarterback question, we're doing a whole lot of yes here so far, at the Cardinals, and then home to the Panthers and at the Falcons. Win-win at the end of the season. That's nice. Might be three in a row because who knows what the Kyler situation is going to look like. In uh, Hopefully in he's hurt like he always is. But, I mean, yeah, it's Prescott in week one. That's going to be tough. Jameis in week two. Should be able to handle that. Come on, Well, guys. it doesn't matter who's playing quarterback. We don't play them well. Their defense dominates us and kills Brady and any other quarterback we have. So we'll see. Rodgers, that'll be tough, but he hates playing in the state of Florida. He just gives up when he's in Jacksonville and in Tampa. He had a good first, first quarter against the Bucs a couple of years ago, but that didn't do anything afterwards. Uh, yeah, that's going to be tough in week four. You play Mahomes. But Atlanta, Mariota, no. Pittsburgh, what, Pickett? Is it Pickett or Trubisky? No problem. Carolina, whatever, no problem. problem. Baltimore, we'll see. That's a tough game. At least it's at home. Yeah. Rams, that's going to be a problem. Again, it's it's, it's here. It's not on the West Coast. And then Seattle, eh. you know, whoever their guy is. Cleveland, eh. Jameis, eh. See what San Francisco is by that time. They're a weird team. They're streaky. Yeah, but nobody would confuse that for an easy game. It's a road game in December in San Francisco against a team that you know is going to play defense. So, And their physical is all hell. They just went on the road and beat the Green Bay Packers and Lambeau in the playoffs. I mean, they're, they're a difficult team. The game I'm circling if we don't have bowl issues, because we're going to a bowl this year, Also, is, is Cincinnati uh, on the 18th. Well, That's the one I want to go to. Well, me too, but you go 49ers, Bengals, back-to-back. I mean, damn. I'm just saying, there are, there are stretches on the Bucks schedule where you're thinking, this is ridiculous. Win 11 games, and you're going to win the division. 10, you probably win the division, but 11 for sure. So it's just the race to 11. Yeah, but I'm not, I'm not loving these days with everybody back in the, in the fold going on the road for the playoffs. I'd, I'd like to host the playoffs. So that's where the schedule, you're like, this is kind of problematic. We'll see. I, I, it's always fun. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that it's dire. The Bucks have a top five uh, strength of schedule. Uh, it's it's not close. I mean, you have both uh, Super Bowl uh, combatants, uh, you know, and you have uh, the Chiefs to throw in there, and then of course, as I mentioned before, the Cowboys on the road. Any game we play against uh, the Saints is a tough one because we don't win the regular season games against the Saints. I'm about tired of that, by the That's way. That's about to change, I think, for one year, and then we'll see after that because this is it. Yeah. Then we're all then we're starting from scratch all over again. <laughs> well, I, again, if you draft well, you don't have to constantly start from scratch. You're always supplanting people with presumably people that are going to emerge as good players. If you get it right in the draft, and I thought they had a good draft, if you get it right in the draft and you just get a modicum of decent play from quarterback after Brady leaves, you don't have to suck. Trask, Garoppolo. Oh no, where it's are not we going? Be Trask, but I mean, you never know how free agency is going to play out. Who knows? I mean, we'll sit back and watch the tea leaves and decide if you go get a free agent quarterback or do you draft somebody obviously last year's draft did not feature a quarterback that was worth a damn in my estimation other than i think pickett has a chance but anyhow the point is um 
you know, a year from now, who knows? If we're if you're getting guys back that are Pro Bowl caliber players, say on the offensive line, and you have two plus receivers, and then that defense is gonna get older, we know that and more expensive. Yeah, yeah. But I think that Next year they'll draft a linebacker, obviously that they think will have to replace Levante David. Um, they, I, you know, every year when we go into the season, the younger guys are like, "All right, I got to see what you. What are you going to be in three or four years?" Because we're already projecting. Yeah, it's a big year for Tryon. That's yeah, a huge. Example. Yeah, yeah, it's a big year to step up and see if he becomes a little bit more well-rounded of a player. Chef Cameron Show ninety three three Real Talk Radio War Chant TV. Current communication is the recipe for a five star mortgage experience at fsuhomeloans.com. <laughs> Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV, Libations Friday, Lucy Goose Edition Show. I was reminded yesterday that the ice cream truck is perhaps the most appeasing sound known to mankind. Sometimes it could be water running in a creek, could be a bird, could be, I don't know, the soft winds over the plains, could be any number of things. But the ice cream truck, the faint sounds of the music emanating from the ice cream truck three blocks over, as you're outside playing basketball, is truly high on the list of magical moments and sounds. Because we were playing 21 last night, and as we were sitting there, I was like, whoa, whoa, do you hear that? Think about when you were a kid. You could hear the ice cream truck seven miles down the road. I think I heard it. Did you hear it? It is 2.15. He's usually around here. But I mean, it's awesome every time. And we have one that goes through our neighborhood. But she... Goes through several neighborhoods all right, and you can hear way off in the distance the wind blows the right way. You're like, oh, hold on, hold on. Stop dribbling the ball. Yep. All right, hold on, kids. And then I run in the house and I've got change just for that. That's awesome. So I live in a pretty good family area in uh no good ice cream part of truck, huh? None. Mm-hmm. None. Yeah. Never heard it. Oh, we've never got once. one painted up like the old school ones, everything looks like a child molestation center. Uh, the whole thing, you know, you see these vans. I like, was wondering if you're going to talk about the other side of that coin. Oh, yeah, sure. That's yeah. always there, too, as you grow up. You're like, hmm, mm-hmm. well, what choices did they make to get right here? Yeah. Well, it's a toughie. This is a lady. She's elderly, so I'm always like, okay, I feel pretty good about this. She's just bored. So that's good. You know, maybe make a little side hustle, making some money on on some ice cream pops. But uh, It's not a balding six-foot-two yeah. guy named no, Pal? it's not. No, it's no 37-year-old out here selling ice cream you're like hmm it's pal <laughs> hey kids yeah. like, mm. smoking a cigarette with a wife yeah. beater on let me get the ice cream kids <laughs> times are tough you stay there yeah, you guys right here listen which here one, dude which one do you want uh no 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 so i also like watching the neighborhood kids do what i used to do with all the other kids as well as debate debate which of the, the, the popsicles are the ones you know I like the Italian icy with the bubblegum thing down at the bottom. Oh, nice. There's a bubblegum thing at the bottom of your Italian icy? Oh, that's cool. Well, I don't think they're the Italian icy. They're the ones that are like the Italian icy container where you you peel it back yeah, and you got yeah. the wooden spoon. Stupid wooden spoon. But yeah, you got the, yeah, that's you, useless. I hate that. But you got the wooden spoon and there's a little bubblegum thing down at the bottom. Yeah, that that flavor destroys it. Like some, There are some flavors that elevate a thing. Like, for example, a pint glass with a beer. The glass can elevate the entire mm-hmm, experience. Mm-hmm. The wooden spoon with the Italian icy? No. 
No, it detracts from the experience. But the Italian Icy should always be in your power three. It should be one of your most oft-ordered pieces of ice cream or popsicle flavors. I agree, and uh, it's just as a reminder, yesterday it was great. I heard the ice cream truck. I've never said no. I've never said no to the ice cream truck. Really? Not once. I will spoil my kids every day, twice on Sunday, with the ice cream truck. If you say, Dad. Is that a pun with the Sunday? Right. Yeah. You like that? That's nice. If you if you say, Dad, I hear the ice cream truck, or you come running into the house and you slam the screen door shut and you come in, I sound like Bruce Springsteen, and you come in and you say, uh, Dad, the ice cream truck, it's, I, I hear it, I hear it, I hear it. There's that desperation in your voice, you know, that you have, like, you think it's driving away from where you are. The music gets slower. Yeah. Well, do you, well, do you, you also remember sprinting on cement and bare feet because a child you could. But There's as a, a grown-ass man, you can't do that. There's a sensation I haven't felt in some time. And you won't, never will yeah. again. You never will again. When yeah. is the next time you're going to sprint on cement and bare feet? Hopefully never. Sprint, no. Walk on. Hopefully never yes, also. Yeah, it's not you know? ideal. Yeah. No. But as a kid, you did. Sprinting. Oh, didn't care. Feet were tough. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. It's yeah. like our feet get weaker yeah. as time goes on. Well, you drink out of the hose. It was the best water you ever drank. You sprint down the cement. You know, you didn't have any problems. That's the way you did it. You handled things. But I will always fork over the loose change or the ones or whatever. I have a little jar. I was always anxious about the the moment when the pickup game was over. You name the sport. We played a lot of times flag football, seven on seven, whatever. And everybody looks around at each other. Like, are we are we about to start another one? That was always an anxiety ridden moment for me because the answer was always yes. I would always play another one. I didn't oh, care. Yeah. Yeah. If mom said four thirty and it's five fifteen, I don't care. I want to play another game. I'll get yelled at if I can play one more game. So when everybody was trading looks Let's get quorum here. We gotta get quorum and we gotta get enough yes. Points. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. I'll always play another one too. I'm with you. Uh really quick to put a ribbon on what I was talking about and did not finish because I got hyper focused on the Bucks, which is a disservice to you. If you look at the winning percentage of opponents from all of last year coming into this season, it's not a perfect way of doing that. The Rams have the toughest schedule. Uh the easiest schedule is the Washington Commanders. Also the Dallas Cowboys. I don't know why they did that, but they did. Uh, and you go through and, you know, you rank these schedules in terms of Kansas City high on the list of uh, difficult schedules as well, the Bucks right there. I would imagine that means that the Giants and the Eagles are around the easiest schedules because right. it's all division matchups. That, you know, makes up 90% of your schedule. Rams, Cardinals, Bengals, Bucks have the four hardest schedules. And then it's uh, 49ers, Chiefs tied at five. So our schedule is considered tougher than the Chiefs. Um, and the Chiefs have a tough schedule. So it's funny, you could do it that way too. Like even if you're like, oh no, I can I like ours, and then you look at the Chiefs schedule. Well, winning percentage wise, the Bucks have a more difficult schedule than the Chiefs. Yeah, this seems like a year again, it, it's it's not totally randomized. You know when you're gonna face different divisions. You can look in the future and see yes, it, when the NFC South plays the NFC West and, and so forth. But this feels like a year because all of the teams you're naming at the top of the list of difficulty are good teams, playoff good teams. teams. So, so this is a year that the wild card should be really congested. Also, there's fun to be had with you brought up quarterback play. All right, well, let me do this then, okay? If you're the Miami Dolphins and you want to defend Tua, if he doesn't win this year, you will no longer be able to stand boldly behind that assertion. They have a weak-ass schedule and a fairly loaded roster for him to throw the ball to if his pop-gun arm can get it there. 
So we'll see. But they are 21st, 22nd in schedule strength. Come on now. And then the same goes for Jalen Hurts, who can't play. But he's the Eagles have the 30th strength of schedule. Yeah, I, yeah. Them, the Cowboys, Washington, the Giants, you are correct, have yeah. the easiest schedules in football. So they draw the AFC South. I don't need to look at it. Yeah. That's got to be right. You guys are drawing the AFC South this year. Yeah. yeah. So if, if the Eagles don't win and win big, uh, then you got you got a question. You got to wonder what's 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 going on there. I would think. Yes, and by the way, AFC South that's Titans, Jags, yeah. Texans. Yeah. Yes, because I'm trying is, to think how do you get to the place where your whole division your has whole, the easiest schedule? Yeah, well, you got to be you're playing, playing the sorry AFC South. ass AFC South. Yeah. Texans, uh, Titans don't suck, but uh, Colts don't suck. Oh well, they're in flux now. Yeah, Matt Ryan could be a boon. Uh, for I think him. that's a big upgrade. I do. I think that. And listen, I'm is he. Where he was six, seven years ago, no. But is he a, a decent player? I think so. It it seems like it fits in the current trend, which mm-hmm. is Brady goes to a roster that's better than he is probably at this point, even though he was better than the roster before. And he brought in the intangibles, don't get me wrong. It's just that... It, he also has moments in time where he wins games on his own, like correct. the Jets game last year. And he has moments where he looks like every bit of 40-whatever years old that he 45 is. 45 when the season starts this year. Stafford, again, a quarterback who's got Very some talent, good. goes to a better place. And then Matt Ryan, again, he's another one that you could argue that he's still got enough left in the tank, clearly a chip on his shoulder, and that roster is ready to win. I got an interesting question for you because I thought about this this morning when I was going through the schedules. Would you rather have, if you're the Miami Dolphins... Baker Mayfield or Tua? Mm. Tua. Tua. He's no, no, earlier. I'm, I'm talking about to win this year. Oh. Mm. That's tough, isn't it? It is. So my point. Because you're starting from scratch with the new offense anyway. But also my point would be if you can't decide between Tua and Baker Mayfield, then you know what you have. To draft a new quarterback. That's what you have. You have to draft a new quarterback. Probably so. Like I, I know what Baker is by now. There's right. been enough time. Yeah, you I, know he's not very good. I'm still uncertain about Tua. Because mm. when you hear the stories about the offensive issues under Brian, Brian Flores, I will allow for a small sliver of hope, For uh, if I'm a Dolphins fan, that if that's just as dysfunctional as it was, it then maybe be. he's in a more healthy setting. I, and here's the thing. I, I bring this up just for Dolphins fans' purposes. I, you know, I, I found myself over the last number of years kind of having a soft spot for the Dolphins. Uh, it's nostalgia. It's it's my dad. It's whatever. But I, I will tell you that I don't have a problem with Tua. Tua just seems like a decent enough guy. I don't have a personal problem with him. I just every time I watch the Dolphins, I'm like, ooh, ooh, that doesn't that doesn't look like it should. You know, when you watch a big time quarterback, even in bad situations, quarterbacks that are in situations where it's untenable, they're not going to win. They don't have the weapons. Their offensive line's bad. You know, you you can still recognize aspects of their game physical features that you go, that translates. If he gets a little protection, he'll be all right. We did it for years with Matthew Stafford. We would right, see Matthew right. Stafford in Detroit, and you'd go, look, if that dude had some semblance of an offensive line or a running game in the red zone at all, they'd cash in some of these games that are losing close. He's got a cannon. You know, we would see these things turn out to be true. So for this year, for this year with the Dolphins, the the measure of success is playoffs. I mean, you're not going to run down Buffalo. At least you're not thinking right now that you're running down Buffalo for the division no, championship. No, no, no. But it's ten, eleven wins and a playoff berth. That's what you're looking to do this year. Is that the expectation? Yeah, yeah. Get to the playoffs. If that's nine wins, ten wins, whatever it is, because that division could be sneaky competitive. It could be. So if we go back and look 
if you wanted to do the off-season thing, which is what we're doing now because the schedule dropped, we always try to, from year to year, decide who's what. So sort of a pseudo-power rankings like they like to do now. The Rams lose a lot from that Super Bowl team. Uh, now, they added Bobby Wagner. We'll see what that is. Allen Robinson, we'll see what that is. Uh, they lose Vaughn Miller, Whitworth, the offensive lineman. They lose. Uh, that's a biggie. Robert Woods, they lose. Boy, how much. Uh, we look like children compared to Whitworth he's, in that heads up matchup. Didn't matter who it was. Yeah, yeah it's true. Um, and we'll see about Odell Beckham Jr. and Darius Williams. And they, there's a lot that we don't know about with the Rams yet, right? So if you're doing those rankings. I'm just out of curiosity. Do you think the Buffalo Bills are the best team in football? Because I kind of do. Um, it's them, Kansas City, us, Green Bay. I, You know, we're a betting favorite. We were like the betting favorite as of a week people ago, have, and I didn't get that. People I, have completely slept on what the Bucks did in the offseason, which is improve themselves. Are we? Yes. Yes. Is our defensive backfield markedly better? Because that was a, a glaring weakness to me by the end of the season. By the end of the season, I was disappointed. Um, but I, I is our pass rush better? I don't know. Like, I feel like those two things are are still up in the air. And if you're trying to close a game, I mean, case in point, the Rams were throwing up all over themselves, giving us that football game, and we weren't good enough to take it. <laughs> like you know, we weren't able to close. If you had a good front four leading into that game, Bowles would have never committed extra bodies. First of all, he never should have because the numbers for against the Bulls, Blitz for Stafford are, are crazy. He did a lot of dumb things last year. I, I, I like him in the role of head coach as opposed to the defensive coordinator right, right now. I really yeah. do. I The Bucks are – hey, listen. You lose an offensive lineman, you thought that would be the end of it for the Bucks. You replace him with a pro bowler from the Patriots who will do a great job. Okay, You bring in a very good number three receiver. And I that was that's a good signing. That was a Gage, huge yeah, yeah. signing. Russell Gage is good, just straight up good, yep. sneaky good. If Gronk comes back, I, the, the offense is going to be good, and they'll be a, a plus team on defense. They won't be great. They won't be dominating, but they'll be a plus team. Our number two fourth coming. Stay with.